0: All right, right on, right on, right on. We're here for a special live edition of Right On Radio. We're going to cut through the propaganda today. We're going to dissect what's really going on in the East and what's going on domestically, which is equally as important. Hey, just a couple quick reminders. Uh, At the beginning of this month, I had mentioned a contest, and the contest was... Uh, for people who send the things like that, and uh, look, they do, they do cost money. I absolutely realize that. But we need to to stay in the top 20 to stay in the certain – thing. Uh, we have to get a certain amount of uh, pod points, and that's how we get pod points. Also, likes and shares all count towards the algorithm. Uh, but just as a reminder – Uh, I do get a printout of who gave what at the end of the month, and I will be announcing the winner for the one who gave the most this month uh, through that, and they will get a really awesome prize or two prizes. And just as a reminder, uh, I probably will do this as an ongoing contest uh, each month. However, uh, the same person cannot win two months in a row. We got to keep it fair. Uh, but hey, listen, the title of the episode is Who's Rooting for Putin? And yeah, it's an unpopular point of view right now, of course. However, we are going to just give you a different perspective, perhaps. Many of you are in the know, but for those of you who want to know, I've got again for her second time on Right On Radio, a very special guest, and she definitely has a patriot perspective. And her name is Christy. Christy, welcome back.
1: Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Are we getting a little bit of feedback?
0: You are the. Oh, are you getting some feedback?
1: Yeah, I'm getting a little feedback.
0: All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll take turns muting between. Oh, it's okay now. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen. So there's there's a lot going on. And by the way, to the right on radio family, you're probably going to be seeing Christy a bit more uh, as the things come on because she is uh, joining our team in some capacities. And of course, Jesse will be back on Tuesday. Uh, she is enjoying some time off, and she's also doing her uh, her little tour with uh with little George and uh, they're doing that, but she will be back on Tuesday and uh, we're going to be probably breaking some ground on Tuesday on the show. So, Hey, let's talk about Ukraine because everyone Christie has now changed their Facebook statuses to, I stand with the people of Ukraine. So Christie, do you stand with the people of Ukraine?
1: Jeff, I don't. I don't stand with anything that I can't see with my own two eyes, and from what I'm hearing on the ground here in Miami, I ran into a boxer from the Ukraine. Um, supposedly, this gentleman is like one of the top boxers in the Ukraine, and he had not even spoken with his family in like the last couple of weeks. Um, he didn't really have any amount of urgency. To even what's going on there until I mentioned it to him, but he said he had heard, you know, on our news here that there were bombings and things going on. And I asked him, do you believe you know, do you believe the news? And he says, well, he really needs to check with his family in in the Ukraine. Um, but he didn't you know think that it was anything that we needed to be concerned about. Um, so I went to show him act- the photos. And and for those of you who are wondering which photos I'm talking about, I know we're on Podbean right now, um, but there are some photos circulating of a group, a militia-like group training young children in the Ukraine. Some people are saying, OK, this is Russians training these Ukrainians, and the other people are saying it's Ukrainians training the children. Either way. You know, when I showed him the photos, um, he was trying to explain to me what the title meant, and, and it wasn't even still really clear. You know, it was just kind of like he, he didn't take it as a bad thing, um, like that they would be training children at all, which I thought was a little alarming, and then secondly, The biggest thing is not only were they training the children, but he says, you know, these are professional photos. And I said, oh, good. You noticed that? He said, oh, yeah, we always look for professional photos whenever things like this are circulating, because in his mind, they have been taught in the Ukraine to view anything that is professional looking like that as Russian propaganda.
0: Yeah there's there's this is a huge propaganda war probably uh, you know as great of a propaganda campaign as it was for the uh the pandemic of course but you know it's the same people planning it so they've got the same let's say advertising uh, Yes they do. Things <laughs> in perspective. That's right. And, and by the way, uh, Christy, we'll, we'll, we'll announce this on a, on a main show, uh, one day, but I think just to give the audience just a little bit of your background, uh, you actually worked for the deep state for a while.
1: Well, I work for deep state companies and I think we've all worked for deep state companies, not knowing that they were deep state companies because almost every major fortune 500 company out there is deep state. Um, technically I own my own company and I'm a, um, I'm a consultant, so I've consulted with these companies on many occasions. And on many occasions, they really didn't want to hire me, but they really wanted the results that I could provide and no one else. I'm not saying no one else could provide them, but on such a short notice um, for the cost, they almost couldn't uh, because, you know, I kept trying to get my foot in the door with them. So I would propose things to them and I would really try to break through based on cost. Um, and so I really broke through um, in Las Vegas with a real estate company that is actually owned by Blackstone. Um, they own the trade show called um, International Market Centers, and they own that in High Point and North uh, High Point, North Carolina, and Las Vegas. And a lot of the people that go there don't realize that they are um, that that company is actually owned by Blackstone. And so, you know, it's a very, um, you know, we noticed them trying to accumulate multiple um, real estate properties. So now they own every major trade show for the home and design industry. And I started my career out in interior design um, with my mother after a short stint on banking and banking because my grandmother always thought that, banking was the was the only way the only path forward so my grandmother worked for Wacovia well actually she it started out as first a first national bank so a very local bank then it was acquired by um, i believe it was Wacovia and then Wacovia transitioned to Wells Fargo so at, you know now that we know, that most people probably on this on this podcast watching or listening know that you know, those are all deep state, you know, that, that are acquiring these local um, local companies or local banks, local anything really. And so really the same thing happened. I kept noticing, you know, like I, I then opened up my interior design business with my mother. Um, so she and I opened up in um, 1999 together. We opened up a little store in Suwannee, Georgia called Ambiance Interiors and Gifts. Um, and when we opened up, we noticed that there were things that kept populating that we were going to have to do in order to open example, you had to have a handicap ramp on a specific area of your property that made absolutely no sense to us whatsoever. In other words, we had, we had proposed a solution that would have allowed all handicapped guests to park in a very, very close by the building and enter um, and we really had two doors. There was a, there was, both doors were exactly the same size and everything, but they would not allow the handicapped guests to park there. And I think what they were trying to do at the time was, was put us out of business before we were ever in business, but that didn't work. So, you know, we went back to the bank, borrowed more money to produce this. Um, we call it the, the longest, ugliest handicap ramp in in world history, um, it cost, I want to say at the time it was about um, $2,000 per square, uh, not even square foot, um, per linear foot. And, you know, it just absolutely made no sense. Like even to our, our customers who had handicapped children, we would have to, you know, go and help them in. So little things like that, so the propaganda of even like the ADA, you know, saying, oh, we're trying to do this to make it easier for um, handicapped. You know that kind of that was one of the first things that kind of came to light like this is not making things easier for handicapped people because if they really wanted to make it easier you know here is solution a that is also the less costly solution and the less timely solution but our government's not set up that way Um, the next thing that they did is a lot of people don't understand when you develop a property from a residential to commercial uh, we actually had to pay to expand the highway, Jeff. Did you know that? Like all the decel and excel, the de- deceleration lanes and acceleration lanes. Did you know that the businesses have to pay for those lanes?
0: Yeah, I am familiar. I'm, I'm part of a uh, real estate investor network. So yeah. uh, although I've never yeah. really worked in the commercial side yeah. of real estate, I yeah. certainly communicate with a lot of people that do. But, but Christy, on top of all that, because we're, I want to get back to the topic mm-hmm. uh, at hand in particular uh, here. But yes, you're right. The, the uh, government is against the people. Uh, and, and that is uh, very clear from the scenario that you posted. And it's going to be very clear uh, from this episode as well as we go through multiple examples. But the one thing I wanted to bring out, and I'm not going to name the, the company, uh, but Christy, you did work for a three-letter... Uh, major broadcasting corp that is one of the biggest. Let's say uh, everyone knows it; everyone has it on their TV. I, and I just wanted to state: so when you're talking about propaganda and stuff like that, you're coming from a place of knowingness.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. So I, um, I, I am, I, and I can say this, Jeff. I mean, it's on my profile. Um, I am actually on NBC educating small businesses on how to run their social media. I had been doing that since 2000. 13, when I wrote the book, The Power of Pinterest. Um, so yeah, they they found me, NBC found me, they vetted me. Um, and I would go on even on Silicon Valley, NBC, which is fine that I absolutely say this, because I mean, I'm, I'm still on from time to time, I'll be on whenever they give me the opportunity to because I believe that we even even in today's world, even with what we know about these operatives and who they're owned by, that it's better for people to see me on and have an opportunity to follow me and see, you know, what my beliefs are and what we can actually bring to the table to enlighten them versus another person that may take my place if I decline the opportunity.
0: Yeah, that that's right. And by the way, I'll just put it out there openly. If uh, Jimmy Kimmel or Colbert or whatever want to interview me, <laughs> yeah,
1: I would gladly absolutely.
0: come on their show. Let's do it live, though. No pre-tape.
1: Yeah. Well, what I say, Jeff, is anytime, you know, because I see so many organizations and they don't take the opportunity. Like there's actually an organization fighting for election integrity here in Florida and they have declined interviews with CNN. And I said, why did you guys decline the interviews? And they said, because they always twist the story around. And I said, well, that's when you have someone record the story, record the whole full story And you publish the whole entire full story at the same time they're publishing their cut-up propagandist piece um, where they're taking words, you know, out of their mouths and splicing them together to make the piece that they want the public to know about. And they do tend to do that. I mean, I recently gave an interview regarding the Russian developers next door to me, and they they spliced the interview it wasn't you know a terrible taking things out of context but they definitely didn't finish my sentence and it's pretty evident that they didn't finish the sentence so it does make you wonder you know it it made a lot of people say well what were you trying to finish saying because the other thing i do is when i'm on with them i try not to give them any what's called line breaks or word breaks where they could easily splice it's like they definitely like have to cut me off like right now where i'm giving you an opportunity to like cut in you don't always have to give them the opportunity to cut in so that it makes them, you know, how people were saying sometimes on when you're live with Jesse, you know, Hey, you're cutting her off. You're not meaning to cut her off at all uh, because we naturally do that in conversation, but you have to really think about giving people, a stopping point so that they can speak so we're not speaking over each other but that's how they actually use the line breaks you know when they any pauses they will utilize that opportunity to cut cut a sentence cut a sentence off and splice in other words
0: so what's great about what you're saying is and you're right they should have because they you you could compare an actual uh taping uh in to what they do and not only do you get your message out but you also expose the fake media propagandists and so yeah absolutely you should take every advantage of getting on these platforms if you're able to uh but let, let's let's talk about what's really going on in ukraine so first of all you guys will remember uh, because it wasn't too long ago that uh you know the tapes of uh the acting pedotus Joey B, you know, threatening, if you don't uh, fire that prosecutor, I'm going to withhold a billion dollars. A billion of your dollars, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, a billion of your dollars. Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, the, the thing is that Ukraine is like swamp central. The Netherlands as well, by the way. Uh, but Ukraine is definitely there. And when everybody is raising up all the celebrities, all the news places, including Fox, who really is not giving their... You know, Jesse Waters jumped the shark in his first month, as far as I'm concerned, because he's just reading state propaganda, the whole thing. So who are they really fighting in Ukraine? Well, Ukraine is not a democratic country. It was overthrown by Nazis it's a, Zelensky is a Nazi Putin has been on the record for years saying hey I don't want uh, you know NATO on my doorstep all they had to say is we're not going to go there and this thing wouldn't have happened first of all and you know that's definitely on the table but no the warmongers are getting the machine ready why? Because they want to destroy the evidence because this, what's happening in Ukraine could bring everybody down. I'm talking a lot of different world governments. So Putin has been on record, first of all, on saying that the West, meaning America, Canada, and that, is run by satanic pedophiles. He has said this publicly. He has called them out, and he is right. Now, I'm not saying... He's a great guy because he, well, you don't get to be president of Russia by being a great guy. That's just not how Russia works, okay? Uh, You know, listen, he's probably got blood on his hands. In fact, I know he has blood on his hands. And, uh, you know, he's not a great guy, but he has publicly converted to uh, Christianity He is against child trafficking. He's against this. He's the one who has exposed all the bio labs funded by the USA in Ukraine. And there's 25 to 27 of them. And what's important to note, and I don't think many people have picked this up, but when Trump kept saying that it's the China virus, well, where is one of these labs? It's located in China. Ukraine that's c h y n a China. why do you think he kept saying it that way? I wonder
1: I, I think he's saying it that way. I think he's sending a message Jeff that's that that would be my take um, that he's sending a message whenever he's saying chai like uh, but what is what is your take on the specifics?
0: Well, the specifics are, uh, and Putin has uh, done a press conference recently saying they were manipulating the coronavirus in China, Ukraine, at the U.S.-funded oh. labs. So, you know, Putin's on record saying this. And, of course, they they don't even, you know, RT doesn't even broadcast in the United States right now. They're trying to shut it up. But, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff there. And... Uh, and the child trafficking. And now let's let's talk about the brave people of Ukraine. And by the way, I support all people. I, I love people. Uh, we're all children of God. I don't want to see anyone hurt. I want to be very, very clear on this. Wow. But when we keep hearing in the propaganda, the brave people of Ukraine are fighting and fighting off the Russians, and they've they trapped and they've destroyed all these tanks and stuff like that. It is all BS, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, the people of Ukraine want Russia, most of them anyways, want Russia to do this because Russia is actually liberating the people. Russia is helping escort people out and giving them provision. You're not going to hear this. And by the way, there are news reports, there's a reporter on the ground, he's a he's a patriot, but he's living in Ukraine, and he has been broadcasting, and he's been going out, and he's been given access, even by the Russian military, uh, to see some of these things and to report it, and so what's happening? Like, for instance, Ukraine has a small navy. As the Russian warships approach these the navy ships, like their battleships, the people, the Ukraine are abandoning the ships and giving them to the Russian military. They're not destroying papers. They're leaving all the codes there for them to find. The the Ukrainian Navy does not want to fight Russia. They want Russia to help them get rid of these Nazis. So this is the stuff that you are not being told.
1: No, that's absolutely true, Jeff, and and I've heard the same things, um, and with the disinformation coming out from, you know, multiple sides, it is hard to know what is the truth, and, you know, I have to gauge, you know, when, when I have friends that have family there, and they're not really concerned, you know, yet, you know, that's not saying they're not going to be, um, but then there are others that, you know, they're, they're, they are concerned, and they're saying, you know, that, um they're they're seeing warfare and i'm like are they seeing it in person i always ask do they see it in person do they have videos can you send me some videos Uh, because some of these people have not realized that there are videos being populated that are based on video games did you know that jeff that they are actually using video games video game footage to show you know and and past oh this is another this is a favorite of the media if, if people have not already seen this and they do this with almost every situation they will use past photography and past videography um from like past events and this is on all news channels i'm telling you on all news channels they will use past
0: yeah, explosions in 2014
1: yep absolutely they do and they do that over and over and over again because they know it entices us. Those explosions probably got more people to watch. Um, there's a thing called if people want to research it, it's called Nielsen ratings. So in marketing and knowing where to put your mark put marketing dollars for you know companies, we'll look at Nielsen ratings to see like oh how many people are actually listening to this, um, whether it's on Twitter, um, Facebook, and on television. Believe it or not, they can tell if you are listening to them on television. Um, As far as as the ratings go, they will utilize and reutilize different videos and different photos based on what got them the most ratings. And trust me, they know.
0: They certainly do. And speaking of... uh using fake stuff, uh, old footage and things like that. So there was a story that was big on the American press about how stupid the uh, the Russians were. All their tanks were just driving down the road in formation and they went into these traps. And the Ukrainian mighty army was able to destroy all of these tanks using the weapons supplied by the West. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, those were not Russian Tanks. They were antique tanks that that the Ukrainian (laughs) army has. And this is so crazy. Now, I don't want to dismiss the fact that innocents are being killed here because what Zelensky is doing with his Nazi army, they want human genocide in Ukraine, and they're doing everything to create it. And one of the things they are doing is they're putting these mortars and things like that into apartment buildings and into different places. So the Russians have to attack them because the Russians obviously want to take out the arsenals of anyone who's going to shoot back at them. So, yes, people are getting killed, but it's the Zelensky government that is causing it. And that is a fact. There's video footage. They're putting these things in residential areas on purpose to hurt the Ukrainian people and to drive the Western media. Now look how much money is flowing into them. And by the way, as a little side note, I caught a commercial, and this should be very telling to anyone. One of America's top preachers, John Hagee, now has a commercial running regularly saying, you have to help the Jews get out of Ukraine. Donate to John Hagee Ministries, and we are going to help the Jews. I'm telling you. Uh, so, by the way,
1: why would he only help Jews?
0: What God about... God. Just like... uh, I'm sorry?
1: I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Jeff. I said I had really held out hope for John Hagee.
0: Yeah, well... I... <laughs> I think he's exposing himself. Plus, he's a dispensationalist, which is a, a false teaching. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that, I, and I used to watch him when I first became a Christian. I watched him and I thought he was a great teacher and I thought he was a real man of God. I have a different opinion now, but hey, that's just me. Doesn't mean I'm right. It's just news, views, opinions, and attitudes. And uh, do I have an attitude? Yeah. And that is definitely my opinion at this point. But, you know, there, there's so much false information and where i want to go to now and if you think that your government is good still if you think that there's a democratic and republican party uh you are being lied to it is one party i can count on one hand the amount of good people in congress So, so that's about five out of 535 now i want to point out to you the Zelensky speech that even all the news pundits were saying it was an impassioned speech. Yes, he was an actor, but he's not acting now. He's passionate and all this stuff. Take a notice. Look at that video. Tell me that he isn't wearing a Nazi cross on his breast of his shirt. And then all of Congress, they stand up and they give a standing ovation. We're behind the people of Ukrainian. Your government in the United States and in Canada are Nazis, too.
1: Yes, they are, Jeff. And, you know, the one thing that we have to ask is how did he get uh, your last guest actually, you know, brought this brought that should have brought this to everyone's attention. If you listen to the last interview and I believe her name is Michelle. Um, she brought to the attention Stavonic, that, you know. Right? Okay, Michelle Stefanik, that's right. So she brought to the attention that how did he even get an audience with our Congress, but, you know, she's a federal whistleblower, federal, like she went through all of her titles that should have let everyone know that, you know, she should be able to get in front of some of our congressmen, and none of them have contacted her. But yet a a, a, a foreign president was able to, Get an audience with our congressman. Why did? Do, why does he need an audience with our congressman? Isn't that something a president normally does, Jeff?
0: You think so? Yeah. And she brought out the bombshell about what she believes. And by the way, she has met Vladimir Putin. Um, she has met him in person. Uh, she knows him somewhat. And uh, what she feels, and this came out on the show last night. If you didn't catch the interview, it was lit. Let me tell you, this lady is incredible. Um, But what she believes is going to happen is that Vladimir Putin is going to be releasing the satellite imagery from the space station, uh, the Mir space station, revealing that no planes hit the twin towers on September 11th. Jeff, and by the way, if Jeff, you if you don't think genocide is possible, the American government did it then on American soil, and Zelensky's doing it on Ukrainian soil now. And, and by the way, uh, just just type in if you agree with me or disagree, and and it's okay if you disagree. And I'm going to ask people in chat if someone does disagree to me with me to be very respectful. Okay. Be very respectful. Hey, thank you for that thumbs up. That was a great graphic. Uh, but okay, we've got one agree. And uh, I'm just going to read the chat for a second. Tell me what you think there, Christy.
1: Well, I think that um, we, we have to pay attention to all of these different things. Like when I ask people, this is one of the, the best things to awaken your family and friends who have not really woken up yet. You ask them how many buildings fell on 9 11 how many buildings were hit by planes? And they will typically respond to when there was actually three. So you should go back and listen to Michelle's interview with Jeff from yesterday um, regarding exactly what was in those buildings and what's also been in multiple buildings um, from a lot of the buildings that were blown up and attacked um, here on American soil. The other thing I think is really interesting, Jeff, that I don't think a lot of people have put together, but there was the Las Vegas shooting a while back, um, which was one of the, you know, one of the plays on, um, you know, our gun control, and multiple people have come forward um, right after that those attacks, saying that there were multiple gunmen shooting from different areas, and it's really interesting how that investigation is just absolutely shut down by the Clark County Sheriff's. Department, I think that's a very interesting thing. And um, there are investigators. I forget her name. She's a little cute, little investigator. She's really on it. Um, she lives in Las Vegas now. I used to live in Las Vegas. I was actually supposed to have been there um, with Jason Aldean. And um, backstage, we had backstage passes, and literally, I was coming off of another project and was absolutely exhausted. Forgot that, you know, uh, uh, even about having the backstage tickets. Um, from a friend of mine who is in PR that was promoting the event. But thank God it's one of those moments where um, I'm alive today because of it, you know, and um, God was really watching over because I remember just waking up. It felt like from a long nap after that project and going, oh, my gosh, I was actually supposed to like fly to Vegas and go to this, you know, just out of fun, not, not, not anything for work. And um, the next thing I know, I'm seeing all these shootings, seeing, hearing all the videos. And, you know, that is that is another propaganda piece that people, I think, in Las Vegas specifically have woken up to because they were there. They know it. But the rest of the world kind of tends to forget it. and, And who knows if it actually went the way that the deep state wanted it to go or not but they they're able to show helicopter footage of helicopters flying and then turning off their radar and so that's that kind of ties into a little bit of probably what we're going to end up seeing if you know this Vladimir Putin reveal is true
0: absolutely and uh, from what i understand and i don't know if this was fact but the las vegas shooting uh, it had to do with a uh, prince from Saudi Arabia that there was going to be an attempt on his life and the plan got foiled uh by Trump and Trump's jet came in and met uh with with uh the prince and I forget his name off the top of my head uh but and then you know they they had to run they were still running the false flag operation anyways but yes multiple shooters uh they refused to release the information all the media has forgot about it uh, because there was some big stuff happening there and Uh, I still don't know the full story on it. I don't think anyone does, but I know that whatever the news media is reporting is uh, probably the opposite of the truth. And whenever they get onto one side, you better start looking at the other side's point of view because our media does not have your best interest in mind. Not at all. The media is controlled, of course, by the Mockingbird program, and most of these people... Are CIA. That's right. Your news readers are C-I-A. Not all of them, but, you know, you always have to, even if you get, get a job there as an independent reporter or whatever, everything goes through the editor. And, boy, people like to see their own mugs on TV, and they want to just, so they'll just read the script because, hey, the money's good and they like the fame that comes with it as well.
1: And I can tell you, Jeff, they will not offer you a job if, you do not go with all of the beliefs that they have. I will will assure you that they don't, they will not, you know, in other words, like someone like me, who's just a consultant and on from time to time, I'm unpaid, I've never received a check from NBC or any of their affiliates, um, which would be Universal. A lot of people don't know that they're owned by Universal. but everything I've ever done with them is is on a consultancy basis with another organization. So never directly with them um, because they will not you know, they have a they have an extensive vetting process that they blame on a former psychopath that they claim was a psychopath. Who knows? Um, I forget her name. But anyway, um, she evidently kind of like went loose on someone at NBC. And so they you know, they claim that they're going to vet you. And that they need to vet you, but if you if you will go along with their their narrative, they will typically offer you a a permanent position. Um, you know, in you know, as a reporter, and you can we can look and see that the reporters that they have. I mean, I'm sorry, but you know, a lot of the reporters they have in some areas are not the quality of reporters that are available. Like in other words, I know a lot of really good reporters that actually work for them, that should be on camera and and everything a lot more. And those people will tell me that they're not allowed to report specific things, that their producers nix the messages because they come back and they're often apologizing for not being able to um, get out the complete message.
0: Yeah, well, look at Liz Crokin. She was uh, she was one of them. She was a top person. Now she's persona na grata across the entire spectrum of the media. And there's another one, uh, a lady man. Her her name is just avoiding my brain right now. But uh, she she's a long auburn hair uh, journalist, and she just left Fox because she cannot go along with the lies. And she's dropping some bombs. Lately, uh, I put the video of her on the Right On Radio main channel, I believe, yesterday morning. Uh, but, you know, there are some good ones who are getting out and they were in it for a long time and uh, they their eyes have been opened up and they're seeing what it is. They're calling out the Great Reset. They're calling out everything. And by the way, uh, just speaking of the Great Reset, that's what this is all about, folks. Yeah. This is uh, that's why COVID ended the day that Ukraine started, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's part of a way, again, because your prices, you think they're trying to fight inflation? No, they're trying to make it happen. They want you to own nothing and be happy. And so, you know, this is more just hurting the middleman and stuff like that. But, I'm gonna give you some hope, and you know, I don't pay attention to everything he says because I have some suspicions about uh, Juan Osaven. I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. I'm just saying I have some suspicions, um, but he has been saying for months now that we need to come to a uh, basically, you know, <laughs> a last yes, the the biggest crisis like a nuclear. Uh, type of event and stuff like that a cuban missile crisis the uh, you know uh that sort of thing and ladies and gentlemen we're there so uh you know i really think that uh people are starting to stand up people are waking up don't believe any polls or anything on the media right now because it is all fake and uh it's pretty much the opposite like you know Uh, Right now they're saying, well, Joe Biden's uh, numbers are down the pits like the lowest ever, 37%. You think 37 out of 100 people support Joe Biden? Really? You know, there's no way. I would say 5%.
1: Do you think they're trying to collect money for this, like all the Ukrainian support? Because, you know, anytime they're trying to collect money on mass scale, like such as at your grocery store, when you check out at PayPal, if they want you to round up for Ukraine, I, I take this rounding up thing. Anytime there's multiple organizations trying to support the same thing, I think that money is going to the deep state.
0: It's going to fund their human trafficking because that's one of the benefits of war. There's a lot of displaced people with no ID and stuff like that and no one knows where they went because there was a war going on. Uh, Just like Kazakhstan when the, uh, when Killary took
1: 450,000 people out. Well, speaking of, speaking of human trafficking and war, I mean, I know that, you know, obviously we we all know that that's going on. I have confirmed that with With Haitians on the ground as well, that when the Clinton Foundation went into Haiti after um, the was it the hurricane? Yeah, hurricane. Um, When they went into Haiti after the hurricane, the only way that mother um, got the her child back, or one of the mothers, was she stayed in the streets screaming and crying for days. They said people would take her food out um, for days, and these are people that know this lady. And um, they wanted to commit her to like some type of psych ward. They wanted to take her in and and people would evidently surround her and not let this not let them haul this mother away because she knew that her child was stolen. So, you know, it, it does make you wonder where a lot of these Haitian children that we're seeing with some of our judges and. Um, other means, you know, where did they come from and who were their parents and, you know, why can't we get their DNA and, and, you know, do a check, you know, on them very much in the way they've tried to do, you know, with the whole, you know, COVID pandemic.
0: That's right. And it's, I'm telling you, these people are just so sick and it's beyond measure. And, you know, the way they orchestrate these deceptions and, and I want to be really clear on that. Uh, they make the plot so big, so sinister, so deep rooted, so many people involved that as you as just a good person, when you try to tell someone who's completely asleep, you look like an idiot because no one could believe that. But when you research it, you find out it's true. And that's the thing they make it impossible because let's face it, you talk to your next door neighbor and uh, you tell them you're rooting for Putin, they're going to think you're crazy. And, and I'm not rooting for, for Putin. I'm rooting for the cabal to fall. That's what I'm rooting for.
1: Amen, Jeff. That's, that's exactly what I'm rooting for as well, because um, we, we cannot believe what we're hearing. We do have to get information from people um, so when it comes to and we also have to wake up our friends and family in terms of getting them to understand that what they're hearing is a lot of lies and get them to actually research the simpler things themselves. so I do believe that you know if if the the nine eleven um, tapes were to come out, I think, number one, people are going to have a hard time believing them if they're coming from Putin, because I believe that's how they, when we hear the terms democracy, Russian disinformation, build back better, um, those are massive things, or own nothing and be happy, which, you know, those those are absolute terms that are being used and tossed around and thrown around to get us used to hearing them. And I know everyone on this podcast probably knows that, but we just have to remember that our friends and family do not realize that they don't they don't realize that it is real. So the one thing that I tell people to look up is not only the nine eleven um, ae nine eleven truth org. Um, that website has a group of you know architects and designers, uh, or, excuse me, architects and engineers. Um, you can tell me. Yeah, 3,000 of them have signed a waiver that they wanted to be reinvestigated. So keep in mind, as Michelle said yesterday, they will not reinvestigate that, but they will enter our Congress will entertain. Um, a matter of fact, those those architects and engineers, by the way, you guys, and scientists um, have all, that have all come forward cannot be entertained in front of our Congress. They will not approve um, the amount. And I think the amount, um, somebody answered said the amount for the total expenditure on the investigation for 9-11 i want to say it was like less than two million dollars i mean how crazy is that that we're going to send millions and billions and you know a, a, and the amounts that we're sending other places but we want in, we won't spend more than that to investigate um the the 9-11 theory by the way i um, speaking of 9-11 do you know that the same investigators actually came to florida to investigate the Surfside collapse same investigation team. Yes. Michigan.
0: That's right. And uh, there there was a really prominent person. She was a, a wife or fiance of which country? It was a South American country. Paraguay. I'm trying to remember. Paraguay. The facts. Yeah, Paraguay. That's
1: right. Paraguay. And, um, it, and Well, Paraguay was about to. Uh, they were about, it's my understanding that they were about to um, implement Bitcoin as a major form of currency. And um, shortly, like within days after that announcement, um, that their part of the family was taken out. And I know from other sources as well, that there were also other major um, mafia groups from both Italy and Cuba that were in the building at the same time.
0: Yeah. It's like, as I say, nothing is as it seems. And, and by the way, you know, thank you for that elbows. Thank you for the coffee. Uh, listen, the other thing is like when you look at what happened in Iraq, you look at what happened to Saddam Hussein uh, and to Gaddafi. Uh, what were their crimes? Listen, were they bad men? Yeah, probably. <laughs> in fact, I'd say definitely they were bad men. But what was their real crime? that caused them to be assassinated and for wars, they were going to the gold standard. They were not going to use the Rothschild federal bank criminal organization in their countries. And by the way, Putin got rid of them two years ago as well. And he's going to a, you know, a a backed currency, which is what needs to happen. And, by the way, if uh, if you have money in the banks and stuff like that, look, I'm not a financial advisor, but I'm telling you that the uh, the petrodollar is going to die. I, I really believe that. Uh, there should be a run on the banks. You need to get as much money out of there. And I suggest going into quick flip assets, gold and silver and stuff like that. And I would also get out of the market. If you're unable to get out of the market, I would say, Uh, definitely think of what's coming. Think of the famine. Uh, You know, you can invest in things like fertilizer because we know the price of that's jumping. You know, uh, Mm. I would also invest if you just want to have another, here's a quick flip asset and only if you have the money, uh, but I would invest it and buy a, a, a bunch of generators and have them because at some point, people are going to pay a high price for them.
1: Well, speaking of generators, um, my dad said that generators, he ordered a generator and it almost took the generator, and this has been about probably seven months ago, that it took the generator about five months to actually come then. So I would, you know, I'm, I'm very curious if anybody out there has ordered generators lately, if the generators actually came, because, you know, that was one of the first things I had, you know, said to him a while back, you know, he should go ahead and order his generator. Um, Because, you know, he really needs it anyway. And, um, you know, he did go ahead and order it. And um, he said, you know, the generator did take a really long time to come.
0: Yeah, that's true. And also, just speaking of generators, if you're going to get one, they cost more. I get it. Uh, But get an inverter generator. They're about double the money. But what happens is then you can use them for your electronics and stuff like that, where a regular generator will actually damage your stuff. Uh, So you'll want to keep that in mind. You don't want to plug a regular generator in and then uh, all of a sudden fry your fridge because you have uh, bad power or unbalanced power going in. So you do want to get an inverter type of generator. And things are going to get worse, Christy, because when China goes into Taiwan, and I'm saying that's almost a given at this point in time, where do all the chipsets come from? Like 90% of them in the world? They come from Taiwan, ladies and gentlemen. All your electronics and stuff like that. Uh, It's gonna be. Listen, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a tough year, and uh, and I'm just gonna keep restating this and restating it. It's just my firm belief. uh, I don't have a message from God on it or anything like that. Uh, But this year is gonna determine when the tribulation starts. Does it start at the end of this year, beginning of next year, or? Do we get to maybe 2025 2026 uh, who knows it could be 2056 uh, you know nobody knows but I just firmly believe that this year is going to be the year to determine it all.
1: yeah Jeff and don't you uh, regarding um, our devices the other thing that we all should be doing is in this space sound like reverting and going completely old school but you know maybe uh, consider installing a landline in your home although you know we know that the deep state operatives can cut off your landline but they may be less likely to be worrying about the older analog system um, than they are our cell phones so uh, you know any communication methods um so and also making sure that you actually have the data that you really need off of your phone and printed because you know what if you couldn't access you know people's phone numbers, because, you know, they've gotten us so used to where we don't remember phone numbers, we don't remember um, things as we used to. Um, So it may be a good idea to at least, you know, have a little booklet of your really important information that you need, um, including, you know, your social security numbers and everything of that nature that you, you know, have taken, you know, taken down in in a place where, you know, they are secure.
0: That is a really good point and something that I hadn't thought about, Christy. I thank you for that. And uh, just speaking of old school, uh, you know, the CB radio is uh, is a good thing, uh, limited range, however. But if you even go into some of the companies like Midland, and I'm you know, listen, I'm not getting paid for this. I don't want. I'm not giving a endorsement, but they do make very good equipment, and they have like. Uh, two-way radio like walkie-talkie systems, so you can get to your family and the range on them is like th- over 30 miles uh you know it's a couple hundred bucks for a set of four uh it's certainly worth an investment if you look into stuff like that because uh well let's face it that's off grid that's uh not with your phone and uh and by the way you know certain places you go to i don't take my phone Uh, For instance, because I know my phone is being tracked, you know, wherever I go. So, you know, often I don't leave the house with the phone and having, you know, somewhat of a a radio system where I can contact a loved one or if something happens, you know, that is a a benefit as well.
1: That's a great idea, Jeff. Those are those are those are valuable tips. Um, The the other thing is, you know, I think we talked we talked about food last time, so we won't we won't go there. They can go back and listen to that. Um, our last conversation. But what also about, um, in in terms of, you know, your vehicles, do you have any, you're you're a guy, do you have any advice for, you know, vehicles if people have, you know, if they've purchased electronic cars, do you think those are going to work, Jeff?
0: Uh, You know what, I'm glad you brought up this. Uh, And it's funny, my wife and I were talking about this just yesterday again. And I did say this on the show a few months ago, uh, but every vehicle uh, after 2007 has tracking built into it uh, and the electronics, they can be shut down. They can be, you're tracked. So even if you don't have your cell phone, they can still track your vehicle. Uh, there's all kinds of technology like that. So uh, if you were going to have kind of a, a, you know, a bug out bag plan and, and you had the money to do it, I would have a vehicle uh, parked somewhere other than my home, Pre 2007, and uh, where you can, you know, drive to that vehicle, transfer into that vehicle, and then drive that vehicle, uh, you know, away to wherever your uh, end goal is. And listen, I'm not a big fan of running. I'm not a big fan of going into hiding or anything like that. I'm just saying uh, if you were one that was making those types of preparations, uh, that is something I would advise to do.
1: Jeff, I just want to be able to drive wherever I go. <laughs> I I'm def- I don't think either one of us are hiding. That's for sure. I think we could do a much better job, don't you? Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> that, that's for sure. Uh, we're, we're not, uh, listen, we're, we're on the front lines in many ways. And, and by the way, so is everyone in our audience, uh, because ev- everyone in our audience is spreading the word. And, and particularly uh, when I say spreading the word, Uh, The most important thing, listen, it's great to have all the the intel. It's good to know what's going on in the world because, again, you know, the tagline of the show is live right in the real world. We're not going to tell you how to live. However, uh, we do expose what the real world is and the only thing that is not lying to you uh, in the world is the Word of God and everything should be compared to those 66 books. That's the the 100% truth that we can rely on.
1: That is right, Jeff. And you know, one thing that Jesse has said that that I want to make sure that people this this actually helps wake up a lot of a lot of my friends is um asking them, are they familiar with Chris Lom? And they'll say, What? Well yeah, are you familiar with Chris Lom? You know, you didn't know your Pope, you know, had signed on to Chris Lom. And they're like, what's that? And so I tell them about Chris Lom. You can go back and listen to Jesse's um videos regarding Chris Lom. You guys have done a great job of putting those interviews together. And um, they will, they, they're they almost in disbelief that Chris Lom <clears throat> is actually there and already happening and due to open. And I'm talking about, I've, I've woken my Muslim friends up, Catholic friends up, Christian friends up, um, Jewish friends. You know, they, they, are, they really don't believe that you know, what they're seeing is, is actually happening.
0: Yeah. And that's essentially, it's the one world religion that's coming together. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Chris Lom, it's uh, Christianity, Muslim and Jewish faiths all coming together and they're building their, uh, their churches around the world and they're magnificent. So everything is become getting into place for this. And uh, it's part of the grand deception at the end uh of course i believe that they're going to be using the aliens it's in some way uh as part of the grand deception but that's a show for another day but yeah chris lom is a great way to wake people up and you know what there's another thing there's a video and i i, I think his name is jp but he's kind of got long red hair and he does a satire type of uh program and getting the news out and He just did a video and I'm going to repost it. It's already on the right on radio telegram channel. Uh, But it's, it's about, it's entitled as Klaus Schwab, the most dangerous man in the world. It's about 13 minutes long. And I've been sending this video to everyone because first of all, it's easy to watch and it's filled with truths with their interviews of their own thing uh, out of their own words And all the world leaders who are in on the World Economic Forum and stuff like that, it's done brilliantly. It's his best piece of work to date. Uh, Is Klaus Schwab the most dangerous man in the world? I'll repost it so right after the show you can go to Telegram and uh, get that show and get the link and make sure to send it out to some friends and wake them up. It's a very friendly way to uh, wake up in 13 minutes.
1: JP is one of my favorites. He gives me a laugh every every video I've watched of his. He gives me an absolute laugh. He's hilarious all the way down to his commercials, and uh, so if if anybody's not already following him, we all need a laugh right now. That's a great way to get it.
0: Yeah, for sure. He, he's a he's a talented guy, and uh, actually, I'd love to get get him on the show uh, at some point in time. But hey, listen, everyone. Um, I just want to thank you for being here and I want to thank Christy for, uh, for jumping in uh, again. And uh, Christy just did an interview with, uh, with a uh, Cuban man. Uh, It's a fascinating story. He was fighting in the Bay of Pigs and stuff like that. And uh, although he doesn't understand everything that we do about what's driving behind the things, he's a very, very well-educated man, an author of multiple uh, books and stuff like that. And Christy was able to interview him yesterday and she is going to make that interview available on right on radio and the plan right now is to have it posted on right on radio for monday night the only night that we don't have a show on so i think that would be a a lot of fun christy do you just want to warm it up a little bit and tell them what they could expect
1: yeah absolutely so i interviewed frank de verona And Frank is a very accomplished author. And when I say author, he has authored multiple books. And these books are more like encyclopedias, if you will. They're about 400 pages each. And he's captured all the photos, all of the um, information that he's gathered from other books and compiled it into one so that we have it. And Frank is, he fought in the Bay of Pigs. So he tells about the the propaganda machine then versus now. And uh, we go over that. Uh, Like Jeff said, he doesn't, in terms of, you know, he doesn't, uh, he didn't know about the underground. He doesn't know about dumbs and things like that. So um, he's even, you know, being awakened to those type of things. But he did um, meet with President Trump and other, um, other pretty major officials regarding um, his, take on the communism coming into the country he is and he'll tell you all about what he's very concerned about but his take is very very interesting and i highly recommend that you watch that interview on monday
0: yeah it's going to be good and we really appreciate you contributing in that way and uh you know just kind of circling back and i'm going to say this in conclusion christy um You know, we talked when when you were talking about the real estate game and stuff like that, and BlackRock and Vanguard and how they've bought up all these companies, and basically all every major corporation in the world is owned by these two companies. Uh, And yeah, it's headed by Satan himself. Uh, I'll be as bold to say that. Uh, But you know, they have bought out everything, and so you, you know, when you think you're buying competing brands and stuff like that in the grocery store or CVS or whatever, you're not. It's all going to the cabal and something that I found out just recently, which was really great to hear. Uh, So with My Liberty Stand, and, you know, right on radio has this thing called mylibertystand.com, where we, you know, buy Canadian, buy American, Uh, most of the, 95% of the products are produced in the United States, a lot of U.S. jobs, a lot of Canadian jobs as well, uh, and Mexico as as well. And uh, we're going to be rolling this out around the world. But Here's the real interesting thing because they've become such a major competitor and they do about $2 billion a year worth of business. So, you know, that's about what 0.5% of what like Procter and Gamble does or whatever, but still, uh, it's, it's significant. We're taking a big bite out of, uh, out of the big guys. And, you know, if only 10% of us, uh, as Patriots get together, uh, the 10% of the 80 million that are identified as like Trump supporters or something like that, uh, you know, we're taking away about $20 billion of business from them, real numbers. But the family-owned company that we work with, they were approached with a buyout, and they were offered over $100 million. And this is some years ago. They're worth much more now. But they were offered when they were starting up over $100 million. And, you know, to a family-owned business, that's a pretty impressive number they said no and they will not give any money uh, to anyone and once you're uh, once you're you know working with them uh, they they publish your you know all of your senators and your congress people's information they're telling you to call them they are true patriots and uh, you know uh, I just if you haven't got involved look the, the money is the same you're gonna spend it with the cabal or you can spend it uh, with us, and by the way, uh, you know it supports Jesse and I, uh, but also you know people who have come onto the team, and and it's an opportunity for anyone uh, who wants to uh, to be a member of the team. And what happens is instead of uh, Walmart making the money on the retail sale of the goods, you. Uh, make the money instead, and that is a great way to do it. You don't have to. You're not a distributor. You're not. Uh, you know, it's not multi-level marketing. It's not nothing like that. So if you haven't yet, go to mylibertystand.com. But hey, listen, I want to thank everyone for joining in with us today on this Friday. I wish you all to have a blessed weekend. Of course, tomorrow night we've got uh, the Saturday night sermon, and Beulah is back. That's right, Watching Wall is back for the Saturday night sermon. And uh, she did such an amazing job on Ephesians the last time she was on. Uh, I can't wait to see what she has in store for this weekend. I haven't watched it yet, uh, but we've got that. We've got Singapore Poor Prayer Celebration directly after that at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Right On Radio's main channel. Uh, so that's the Right On Radio channel on Telegram, the Singin' Poor Prayer Celebration. And Jesse and I are back on Sunday for Acts chapter 9, which uh, if you're not familiar with it, that's Paul's conversion. Uh, both Jesse and I tell some uh, uh, pretty personal stories. It was pre-taped. Uh, this one is pre-taped. Jesse is back live with me on Tuesday. And so, listen, uh, stay tuned. we got a lot of stuff for you over the weekend and in the coming weeks. God bless each and every one of you. But remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself because you are commanded to do so and make a difference in your community.